This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now. Welcome to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. This podcast is a manifestation of our interconnected lives, and we wish to keep it free at all costs, if you can say that. So, we are dependent on the generosity of you, our listeners. So, please go to mindpodnetwork.com slash kd, and either use the donate button, or just bookmark the Amazon portal. We receive a small percentage of however much you pay for whatever you bought. Nothing extra for you, but a tangible contribution, if small, for us. You could also sign up for a free trial with the voluminous audible.com. We get something out of that, too. We thank you for the support and allowing us to continue presenting Krishnadas's excellent talks. I've been hanging out with you and Ram Das for a couple of years now, and um, had some interesting experiences. But one thing that occurs to me is that um, at the retreat in Hawaii last December, there was four of you, and you talked about your experiences with uh, Maharaji in India quite a bit. And uh, my question is, is what experiences you have recently of him versus what he said many years ago? And how does that <clears throat> feel or what does it look like uh every day is uh, uh, my i feel like i'm living in him and i'm more or less aware of that at different times of the day he's no longer a person for me he's no longer available in that physical body so for now he's everywhere he's not when he left the body he said now i'm getting out of central jail that's how he saw the body. So for me, I feel like he's the air that I breathe, the space around me. There's not where I can go, no place I can go that's not where he is. And when I remember that, it's great. When I don't, I don't. So I just try to remember that. Not like remember, remember, but by being relaxed in my own sense of well-being, in my own heart, relaxed in my own presence. And that's what he is for me, always present. And he comes more and more into focus at different times, in and out. But he's the whole universe for me. You know, there's no place outside of him for me. That's what it, 
looks like to me. So, I don't know. I'm probably certified, you know, but but I can still stop on the red and go on the green. So they let me out. They, When I get in the car in the morning, I leave relatively early in the morning. I put on one of your tapes, and I'm driving. It's good because I'm still sleeping. Good. Well, so I'm still sleeping too. Yeah. And I'll be driving, and I'll be singing really loud. And sometimes the sky seems to get brighter. There's a clarity, and then someone goes in front of me, and I curse them out for cutting me off. Yeah. But. Sometimes when I have that clarity, there's a voice that comes and says, you're making this up. It's not real. Mm -hmm. Could you address that? Is that just my mind? Why do you believe that? Excuse me? Why do you believe that? Well, the first time it happened where everything got bright and Mm -hmm. I was amazed. And then this little voice came and said, you're making this up. It's not real. And I got really kind of sad. Why don't you pat yourself on the back? And then I told myself, shut up. (laughs) I would say, bye, I'm making this up. How great am I? This is fantastic. Which, which, which part? What? Which part? <laughs> the, the light, everything. Okay. You know, but you're making that story up, too, the, the story of making it all up. So, so you just that, got caught in your own judgment, judgmental mind. That's but all. is that real? It's as real as the thought about making it up is. It's as real as you are. No more, no less. Mm. Mm. All experiences are just experiences. They're, take them for what they are. And uh, don't, you know, did you read about that lady down in Florida, I think it was? And they were born-again Christians, and they were into this. They were expecting the rapture to happen at any moment. And the rapture is when the heavens open and everybody would be bodily ascending to heaven, right? And so she was driving along, and in front of her was a car, a woman had a big van filled with balloons of uh, a particular shape. I think they were animals or something like that. And she was on her way to her daughter's birthday party. And something happened, and the windows opened, and the balloons started going up. And she's about maybe 50 yards in front of this other woman. And she thought this woman was driving a convertible, and she thought the rapture was happening. And she just jumped up out of the car like this and, and died. Just stay on the road, keep your seatbelt on, and uh, see what happens next, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I got an interesting one for you, I hope. Um, This is like an almost, you know, in the mosaic of your life, this is kind of another step, another place. And uh, me coming here today, I was looking forward to this for a long time. My wife was supposed to come, but as you say, she's living her movie right now at work. She had to work. She was in a hospital, and she had a... Take care of people. Mm -hmm. But the question was, it's coming along at the right time. It just happened last week. She always asked me this question, and I don't know how to answer it because people are all different. And I feel like, with me, not not a lot of things bother me. I don't know if that's because I'm stunned or whatever it is. I just don't let a lot of things get to me. It just kind of rolls off me, you know? And she is... And you're complaining about that? No, oh. I'm not. I'm really happy. I, I bless you that things will I'm not bother a, you. you know, yeah, I'm still in the religious world. I'm look, I look, I've many, many paths I've tried and I haven't found it yet. But I do believe in part of the Buddhist thing. Not that my Uncle George is walking by as an ant or that kind of stuff. But I don't know that stuff. But I do believe in our souls. I believe that souls do age and get wiser. 
they kind of say reincarnate. Because I think as you get, as souls gets older, you tend to shed off more of nonsense, I think, as it gets older. You're able to knock out some of the, the residual part of the movie that we run every day. But she says to me the other day, and she brought me to you and to this, so I'm very thankful to her. She's the one who turned me on to this whole world. And she says, how do you do it? She's laying in bed. How do you turn everything off? When she lays in bed, she sits there, and she sees a scenario of one thing and sees 10 possibilities that might happen in a negative way. And nine of them are almost impossible to happen. For me, I don't have it. And I'm saying, does anybody have an answer for something like that? How do you say, I can't, ex I can't put it into words, that I don't let that stuff bother me. I just shut it off. Mm -hmm. I'm not bothered by it. I don't internalize it. I just, like Teflon, just, just make it bounce off me. I don't really have an answer, but I was curious uh, if I could bring something back to her. I don't really know. But she said, you better bring me back something. Just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> that's it. It's not really an answer. It's just that I don't. I'll, I'm just I'll sell you a bathtub Valium for five bucks. Yeah, that's, yeah, no. Um, you know, pe everybody has to find their own way to deal with, with stuff, you know. There could be a lot of reasons why she has anxiety. It could be physical reasons, chemical reasons. Um, things have to be looked at on many levels. You can't just say, okay, here's a, here's a mantra, this would save everything. It doesn't work that way. She has her own paper bag to fight her way out of, just like you have yours, you know? So there's no, there's no quick answers. Kind of what I said, I would give her a better But she has to want to, you know, that's the thing. And, and if you want to, then you have to start to, yes, you seem. Yeah. I just read a thing this morning and they were saying that people who are happy have more of a capacity to see joy in things. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. like yeah. they did a study to figure that out, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think that happens. That I mean, you know, you can see the joy in the smaller things, mm -hmm. and sometimes the joy in the things that aren't so great. Yeah, well, you know, we 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 learn how to be in the world uh, from a, in a lot of different ways. A lot from our parents. A lot of the ways that our parents see themselves, that's how we learn to see ourselves. Not how they see us necessarily, but how they treat themselves. That's how we, you know, I, I see a lot of my mother's uh, anxiety in me, in my own head, you know, I notice it. I go, hey, Ma, could you go away for a while? You know? Or take it easy, Ma, you know. I, I, it, there's a lot of reasons why we grew up this way and have particular issues and ways of dealing with things, so. But all that becomes part of the practice when you start doing the practice. So, but not everybody's, you know, there are people with chemical imbalances of the brain who, who really just are so uh, um, off balance that the idea of sitting down is almost is, is frightening. It's terrifying, because at that moment, you're hit with the onslaught of all the shit in your head, and you can't deal with it. So it's not, which is one of the joys of chanting, you know? It's like no big deal, you know? We're kind of tricking ourselves here, because chanting is meditation, very powerful practice. But we don't think of it that way, so we enjoy it. And we get all the benefits from it without the whole thing of, like, now I'm meditating, you know? And then we sit there, now I'm still meditating. And I'm, I'm still meditating now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm still meditating. This is great. Uh-huh. Okay, it's over. Thank you. you know? So we all spend the whole time thinking about it and never doing it, actually. But we're chanting. It's very subtle. And we're doing it in a larger group like this, which helps all of us to pay attention. And we like the music and we, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's, you know, whenever I'm really into something, like completely screwed up and obsessing about something and can't get free. And that happens every 13 seconds, I think. And I'll, I'll really sit down. I'll do some intent. I'll force myself. Will, uh, I'll, I'll, I have to will myself to sit down and do some intense practice for a while. And, it, and then it just, okay, then I can relax a little bit as the practice goes on. And it shifts something. It doesn't, it's not that it never comes back. It's just that I'm developing some alternate therapy of how to deal with the day. And, and I'm learning about myself, what I need to do for myself which is taking care of myself, which is something each of us has to learn to do for ourselves in our own ways. There's no one way to do it for everybody. So yeah, tell her to do 108 Hanuman chalices and that'll change everything. Yeah, but I know that's a joke, but the thing is she's not capable of doing that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but the thing is she needs to find her own way into it. Maybe there's a chemical reason a chemical imbalance in her brain that could be maybe, you know, straightened out with medication for a while, balanced off a little so she get a chance to settle and see things a little bit differently. And then she could maybe go off the medication and see I know people who have done that and do that. I used to take medication. At least that's what I called it. <laughs> Just kidding. Hi. Hi. I am the chaplain of a community, in uh, a retirement community in Connecticut. Uh -huh. And we were just talking yesterday about the, well, I was encouraging us, since I actually do most of the talking when we're talking. That's <laughs> what chaplains do. Yeah, the there you go. I got to have something to say all the time, ready to say. Um, so I was encouraging people, due to the, the scripture reading that we were doing, to open their hearts to each other, open their hearts to themselves, open their hearts to God, allow their hearts to be transformed through that opening. Mm -hmm. And somebody wisely said, well, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> there, that was my response. No, I had a couple of responses from some of the practices, mostly meditative practices that we've been doing together. But I also thought, well, tomorrow I'm going to hear Krishna Das talk, and I'm going to ask him what the answer to that question is. <laughs> well, I'll ask him when he comes in. Thank you. <laughs> so if you had any thoughts to share with me and my community, that would be great. Um, uh, first of all, you know, don't you hate it when people say, okay, now be happy. Mm. You know, like, what, who, what, how, where, why, you know, what are you talking about, you know? Be happy. Was like something you push a button, you know, and okay, I'm gonna push the happy button. It's like that's like saying, you know, hit yourself over with a head with a stick or something, you know. So these are not things that you can just do. Now, while you were what you said, what you re reported that you were at, speaking to your, your your group, those are all very positive things to do, but. They're not based on ego. They're not based on me doing it. They're based on me finding it and then expanding it. 
You can't, you can't just be happy. Oh, I'm happy now. Isn't this great? I'm so happy today. You can't just do that. Because there's a reason, or there are reasons why we are where we're at and what we feel. We have to deal with this moment, and from this moment, open in and then out. So the, the strength to do it comes from doing a practice. Because every time you come back, you've created a, a neural pathway that you, you remember neurologically or whatever. And every time you come back, it gets deeper, it gets stronger, it gets easier to come back again and again and again. And gradually, like I said, your insight starts to expand and you don't go so far away and, and you begin to sense different things within yourself. And then it's easy and possible to, I, I don't want to even say invite people in because that's too much. It's to just be there and allow people in when they walk through your space. They no longer have to walk around the, the perimeter of the barbed wire fence. They can just stroll through your space. And, and there they are, right? So, but on the other hand, it's very good to practice generosity. To practice, because we need to train ourselves to think like that. Because it's not natural to us as egos, in a sense. As people, as scared little people. To be expansive and share what we have. It's not... Easy. Maybe it's natural, but it's not easy for us to do that. So it's good to train that way, you know. So when people, a lot of times people come to me, they're very depressed, they're very, really, in a very dark space. I say, would you just go work in a soup kitchen or something? Some place where you're going to see how everybody's suffering. It's not just you, and you won't be obsessing about yourself so much. Because really, it's just another form of self-abuse. Oh, I'm so miserable, I'm so unhappy, this is so horrible, what could I do? On and on. That's just making love to yourself. You know, in a weird way. <laughs> Which is how weird we are. So, hmm? Oh, you, be quiet. Shut We'll get to you in a minute. Just kidding, I know him. He likes it when I talk like that. So, I mean, I, th I think it's, you got to be real, you know. So, yes, it's great to share those, those things with your congregation. But it's also, you have to put the responsibility on each person to see what's in, in the way of doing that. And then to try, I don't know, try to find, find some ways where as a group you go out and play with little kids. Go to, go to, the, go to hospitals where there are kids who need companionship and have, have the old folks read books to them. Something that brings them out of their little obsessive little worlds. You know, it doesn't have to be some formal practice or something like that. It just has to be something out of the box that people are stuck in. You cannot think yourself out of a box that's made of thought. I made that up. <laughs> But think about that, so to speak. <laughs> you can't think yourself out of a box that made of thought because every thought is another brick in the wall. You can, you can think beautiful thoughts, but those are still bricks in the wall. They're still centered around me. Me. I want to feel like this. I feel like this. I feel like this. I want this. This is what goes over practice that me gets 
lighter and skinnier and more transparent. And then it just, the planet of me slowly dissolves and then all the stuff that's been revolving around it just has nowhere to revolve. It goes and finds another planet somewhere to revolve. So it's a, it's a process, it's a, it's a path. So it's not, there's no simple thing. Okay, you want to add something to what? I don't remember. Okay. I just wanted to add, because when uh, you were talking about your wife, that it is very... Okay, all the men go on this side of the room. <laughs> um, it's very possible to change without drugs. I, I used to be... It's very what? It's very possible to change our thought patterns. Uh -huh. uh, you were mentioning, mm -hmm. you know, we can take drugs or we're genetically predisposed to cert being certain ways. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to add that you can tell your wife that, you know, th there may not be one way to change, but mm -hmm. it's very, very possible to completely change our thought patterns and to be positive and optimistic. We met at Garrison, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah but, that's kind of what I am with the thought. Yeah, but, right, you're, maybe you were born like that, so you're lucky, but... <laughs> Right. But even if you're not, because I was yeah. like, I was a worrier. I was stressed out. I was, you know, pessimistic all the time, workaholic. And I changed. And, you know, there's many ways to do it. I'm not going to say yeah. there's one way. And, you know, I never took any drugs, you know, so you want to I just wanted to. <laughs> so I'm I am addicted to Kirtan, but yeah. okay. You know, I'll get over that. We used to say to Maharaji, Maharaji used to always tell, don't be attached. And we said, Maharaji, we're attached to you. He said, nay, that's not attachment. That's love. So, mostly. <laughs> if it was only love, when he disappeared, I would have been okay. You see? But it wasn't. There was a lot of attachment to his body. But that was my mistake. You know, not his. He, he knew what's going on. But... It wasn't my mistake, it was my nature to be very emotionally attached. So when he was gone, I, that was it. However, so that's all true. But on the other hand, somebody who has no context for it, you have to work with, with whatever you, you can work with. You know, I don't think there's any judgments about uh, whether you take chemicals or you don't take chemicals. The idea is the intention behind it. Hey. You know, a little less pain is a great thing. And I vote for that, you know, at all times. However you can do it, it's good. It may be that it's not final, it's not the only thing you'll ever do to help yourself, but it might be a nice step. And there are other ways as well. Where do I start? <laughs> um, first of all, you guys are much less, um, I mean, not as cruel as this Vipassana guys who doesn't... A little closer to the mic, thanks. The Vipassana guys don't want people to lift, you know. They just sit and focus on the nostrils and, and it's, this bhakti yoga community is much more relaxed. Well, that's, that's, that's a technique mm -hmm. for slowly learning to pay attention. You've got to start somewhere. Some people like their noses. <laughs> right. Some yeah. people like Sri Ram Jairam. Makes no difference. Go ahead. And, and the second thing is, uh, for me, it never worked to use uh, medication, psychiatric, like when I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I still am, but I stopped it and I looked for alternatives. Mm -hmm. And um, this uh, movie, What the Bleep, this is that, 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 you know, that 
the psychiatry is not a, and also there's other other sources that psych, modern medicine is a is by far a failure. It doesn't really work. Mm -hmm. Most of the things we do, it's very temporary. Mm -hmm. And don't you think it will block the energy that we are trying to move through this? Not no. necessarily. Oh, okay. That's, okay. Yeah, I'm wrong then. Yeah, but but at least yeah, and you're not wrong. You're entitled <laughs> to your opinion, even if you are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't even know what energy is, so I don't know what you're talking about. But I know you're saying a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that, you know, you don't really know that's the true, definitions of what you're saying. Let's get, let's get simple, you know. Simple. I, I know you, you're struggling with certain issues. Yeah. We all struggle with certain issues. Mm -hmm. But it helps to kind of like talk nicely to ourselves and simply. simply. And that way we don't get caught up in more of the same stuff, you know, spiraling in minimum directions. You're talking about energy. What, what's energy? I don't know what energy is. If mm -hmm. medication helps me calm down when, mm -hmm. I, when, I, when I'm out of control mm -hmm. and I have no other tools at my disposal, mm -hmm. then that's, that's what I do. Mm. You know, I don't have any problem with that. I see. Okay. I mean, if, if you have a problem with that, then don't do it. But yeah, it never worked for me. That's no. all. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not permanent for sure. You know, but yeah. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, you just need to chill. And I, I don't think I don't see what could be wrong with that, you know. Sometimes not doing it is a form of self-abuse. You know, sometimes sometimes not taking medications. I had a friend who uh, was, how shall we say, completely deranged. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a very close friend of mine, and and. Um, this person used to uh, periodically stop taking their medication. Mm -hmm. uh, at that point, they would be complete, become completely paranoid and flipped out and hallucinatory, and they thought they were perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Right? So there is a part of them that knows that that's what's going to happen when they stop taking the medication. Mm -hmm. So they would, it was a form of self-hatred. That they were, you know, hurting themselves on purpose, because that's what they did. Yeah. That, because that's what they, that's what this person has always done to themselves, mm -hmm. hurt themselves, in one way or another. So, it's it's kind of you know it's it's not it's a little tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I I just listening. Yeah. This is a big part that I need yeah. to look look at. Yeah. Okay. No matter what I wanted to say, it's kind of it's kind of flows our way out of this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, the tendency to hurt oneself and that that loathing, self-loathing. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. like even if I do something positive or change from this to this, yeah, the self-loathing is kind of goes around it, and yep. it's it's still a, it's still a part. It just give uh, yourself some credit, man. You're really good at self-loathing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're a fucking genius at self-loathing. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, feel feel good about that, you know. Yeah. And then let it go. See how good you are at destroying yourself. How great this is, you know? Okay, next. And you're still here. Yeah. No matter what you do to yourself, you're still here. Yes. So be here more, you know? Recognize that as hard as you are at yourself, inside you're still okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. You hate yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. who is that self that you hate? Who's hating who? It can't be you hating yourself. There's two things going on. There's the hatred and then uh -huh. yourself. So when the hatred stops, you're still here. 
Yes. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't overwhelm you forever. Right? There are moments when you come up above the water, up to here, you know? So it comes and goes. Recognize some of those times when it's not happening. Write them down. And so you can prove to yourself that there's actually moments in the day that you don't feel like shit. Right? Yeah. It happens. You're not, you don't feel bad all the time. Just 99% of the time. So <laughs> that 1% could grow to 2%. You never know. 2% could go to 4%. You never know. It yes. happens over time. Yes. Okay? Thank you. Oh, very welcome good. very much. Thank you. Next victim. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just took the mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll pass it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's an offering in this same vein that um, what you were saying about um, don't believe every thought you have. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a... a it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a book called You Are Not Your Brain. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, written by psychiatrists. And it's, a, um, you know, a method for first being aware of your thought and then actually the process of noticing that you are not, that that thought doesn't have to be true just because you had the thought. Mm -hmm. cool. and, and then how to program the neural circuits mm -hmm. because it's a new, you're trying to create a new habit, of course, <clears throat> which is very difficult and it takes practice. Mm -hmm. So um, cool. I just wanted to offer that also to Give the our gentleman. friend yeah. Keshavananda the, the book, yeah. the, the name of the book. Yeah, yeah. Thank and you. also to the gentleman whose wife you know, is asking, mm -hmm. you know, it might be um, useful. You know, we're all, we, we all have the same stuff here, and we all have different ways of working with it. So every way you can find to work with it is good. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. We really appreciate your support and hope you'll continue that support by going to mindpodnetwork.com slash KD and clicking on the donate button or using our amazon.com portal for all of your purchases. Thank you. Namaste. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now.